Welcome to the Leading in Healthcare podcast, a podcast for leaders in healthcare that want to learn how to lead from their power place. With your host, Yashika Lind, an expert global healthcare consultant and development coach to top leaders in healthcare around the globe. And now here's your host, Yashika Lind. Welcome to this week's episode of the Leading in Healthcare podcast. And I'm excited to talk to you about today's topic because it is often thrown around as a buzzword, but rarely incorporated into our leadership practice. And today we are going to be talking about how you can grow your emotional intelligence or how to be a better leader by incorporating emotional intelligence. And this is inspired by an article that I read from Farmwell, Wisconsin. As leaders in healthcare, we're especially in a time where it can be stressful. And this is compounded with the personalities and the layers of interaction that we have to do, not only in the workplace, but also in our personal life. And so what I'm starting to see in these organizations that I'm helping is that most of the time, we all are just trying to get through the day And as we are trying to get through the day, we approach the day from our head rather than our heart. And there's a difference. So I want to share with you a little example that I have just to help you put this into perspective. So, for instance, in one particular department that I was helping out with some transformational work, what I noticed was that there was more and more work being put on their plates. And, you know, we all respond to that type of stress differently. One of the leaders in this particular area was getting overwhelmed and people were still coming to her for help. And that was stressful because she already had her own workload that was growing. She is a very capable leader, a very competent leader, but because she was so focused on just getting through the day, she communicated to her team members that she was overwhelmed, that she was stressed, that she had a lot on her plate, which was interpreted by those that she leads as her not having the capacity to help and not wanting to help. And so they took that as an opportunity to stop coming to her for help which caused, as you might imagine, a lot of stress. And when the team came back to each other after some resentments had grown and actually talked about the situation, what they understood was that it wasn't that the leader didn't want to help. It was that the leader communicated from her head about what was going on rather than dropping into her heart. If she had dropped into her heart before responding, what she may say is, you know what, I'm feeling overwhelmed. There's a lot of work to do within the department. How about we prioritize this, this, and this, and then I will be able to help you with that, or we will find another resource to be able to get you what you need. Both of them communicate the same sentiments or or that statement communicates the sentiment that the leader had tried to articulate in the first statement. However, she said it from her head rather than dropping from her heart and explaining and articulating the emotional part of what she was feeling behind the work and also bringing clarity around how they could um, help each other or she could help her team moving forward. 
So in today's episode, I want to introduce you to emotional intelligence. It's one of the key areas of leadership that you need to develop to be a leader of impact, right? We all can just be a leader. We apply for the position, we get hired, boom. But if you want to be a leader of impact, emotional intelligence is one of the top traits that you will need in order to be a better leader. So in this article, according to Mayer and Slavi's 1997 integrative model, there were four interconnected emotional abilities that you need to be aware of. So we're going to get slightly technical on this. The first layer was perception and expression of emotion. And what this means is that you're noticing your own emotions, but also able to pick up on the emotions of others as well as the ability to distinguish between discrete emotions because for instance my the way that i express overwhelm and the way that you express overwhelm may be totally different or disgust or anger etc and so you have to be perceptive around the expression of anger of happiness of sadness of overwhelm of burnout not only in yourself but in other people on your team The number two layer is using emotion to facilitate thought. How you incorporate emotions into your thinking process and an understanding of when and how emotions can be helpful for reasoning processes. There are times where you're going to have to self-regulate and there are times in work where your emotions have no place in the process that you are participating in. However, there are times where you have to step back and think about emotions and consider those when planning your next actions. And so emotional intelligence is being able to use emotion to facilitate thought and know when to incorporate emotions in decision making. And sometimes, like I said, being able to recognize when they need to be excluded from a decision making or reasoning process, especially if they're cloudy or heated or coming from a place of burnout or frustration. The third layer is understanding and analyzing emotions. This is the capacity to decode emotions, make sense of their meaning, and understand how they relate to each other and change over time. You need to be able to understand if somebody is happy or sad or hangry, I was about to say, because I might be hangry, or any of those things, as well as, you know, understand those emotions within your team and make sense of what they would mean, where they could be coming from, how it changes the dynamics of you relating to someone else or people on your team relating amongst each other and be able to do that accurately so that, again, you can make decisions and act upon these emotions that are interconnection and interwoven in your personal and professional life and the personal and professional lives of the people that you lead. And the next layer, the last layer is reflective regulation of your emotion. This is a good one. This is an openness to all emotions and the ability to regulate your own emotions and the emotions of others to facilitate growth and insight. We don't all need to come to work happy and cheerful and motivated, but what we do need to do is understand that as human beings, we have experiences and a range of different emotions. As a leader, you are expected to regulate your own emotions a little bit better. So if you're overwhelmed, maybe that's not something that maybe that's not how you communicate that to your team. There's another way you can drop into your heart and speak with your team about the things that you are going through and also understand um, the emotions of others and, and allow them to 
the space to be able to regulate their own emotions as well, because that is how you gain that growth and insight. You don't have to be perfect, but you do have to be able to regulate. And I find in particular that when work is stressful and overwhelming, and especially over the past two years, all that we've been through, we are holding on by an emotional string, which is clouding our ability to regulate ourselves, regulate our teams and make good decisions moving forward. So those are some of the four interconnected emotional abilities that you will need to think about and start to integrate into your practice. So if you need to rewind, take notes, go ahead and do that because it's a little technical, right? Second thing that's going to help you to develop your emotional intelligence so that you can become a leader is by learning how to trust yourself. Learning how to trust yourself, learning how to strengthen your intuition is going to allow you to heighten your perception. And that perception is what's picking up on emotions more than that intellectual side of who you are. I'm not going to go into that a whole bunch because I just did a whole podcast about learning to trust yourself. I will link that podcast episode in the show notes. Go ahead, take a listen, take notes, teaching you all about perception and how important it is not only to heighten your emotional intelligence, but to become a better leader. So what I want to close off with are six tips for growing your emotional intelligence from Tony Robbins. So his number one tip for growing your emotional intelligence is identifying what you are feeling using mindfulness to routinely check in on your perspective. So it starts with you, right? You're the leader. It starts with you, self-reflection, self-leadership, all the things that I talk about that I teach you in this podcast. Number two is acknowledging and appreciating your emotions for what they are. They're never wrong. They're there to support you. And if you, in fact, are going through emotions that you would label as difficult or you would label as negative, to me, the way that I teach my clients, the way that I approach my life is that if emotions feel off, that's a signal to turn inward to figure out what is quote unquote wrong inward, not outward. It's a signal to turn inward. Even if you are experiencing those emotions from other people in your life at work personally, it's always a clue turn inward. Number three, be curious about what an emotion is trying to tell you. So Tony is saying the same thing that I'm saying. The curiosity though is not to try to figure out why this person is angry and why this person is sad. First, it needs to be a reflective time for you to introspect your own self and then the situation from a more perceptive point of view. And then you can start to be curious about any outward things that may be causing an emotion that you need to look into. Next, tap into your inner confidence to deal with emotions by remembering when you've done these things effectively in the past. You are smart, you are resilient, you are resourceful, or else you would not be in the position that you are in. So you have the ability and the power to not only deal with your own emotions and um, self-regulate your emotions, but you also have the ability to deal with the emotions of others on your team. And then the last two tips, mentally think through how you would deal with difficult feelings in the future so that you can feel more equipped when the time comes. I'm not 
advocating that you sit around thinking about every little negative conversation or every little negative emotion or problem that you may run into through your leadership journey. But when you can anticipate that there's a possibility or probability of that coming up, sometimes it is good to mentally rehearse things before you actually put them into practice. It allows your neurons and synapses to wire differently so that you can handle those things differently when they do come up in your real life. The last one, with the renewed confidence in your emotional intelligence, Tony Robbins suggests getting excited to use these skills to achieve your goals and enhance your relationships with others. And again, remember, this is not just in your professional life. These are skills that you can then take into your personal life to also strengthen and develop the relationships you have with others personally and be an impactful part of those relationships and move them forward healthily. So that is our episode for today, all about how to be a better leader using emotional intelligence. If you know someone that is a leader that could use the valuable information that I share in this podcast, please make sure that you share the episode. Make sure you give it a rating, a great rating. Um, Leave me comments. I read all comments and respond. Also, if you find that on your leadership team, your leaders are lacking these skills and therefore not adding the value that they could be adding to your organization and you want me to work with your leadership team or work with you individually or help your organization strategize on other healthcare related issues, then I will leave my information in the show notes for you to reach out and learn more about how you can work with me along with that podcast episode about learning how to trust yourself that I mentioned earlier and some other cool resources as well. All right. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye.